0: The volume and welcome into a fresh new week on the Money Line Monaco podcast. I'm your host, Alex Monaco, and we cash. Another winning weekend pod two one and one against the spread with a sick push. We should have went three and one. If you listen to what happened in the Buffalo game, which was a push, they wanted the touchdown. They kneel on it. They take the accidental three. And that's the difference between a push and a cover. But if you had Ravens plus three and a half, which we did not, that number was there at a certain point during the week sick cover for you also one of the biggest comebacks in buffalo bills history on that one certainly the biggest of josh allen's career we push on the bills though you better believe i was firing like a madman live betting you could have got the bills up to 12 and a half yesterday and that is a value in live betting then and i was very confident in it. i really was The Jacksonville Jaguars, who went up 14-0. I'm tweeting. I'm posting. Go to my Moneyline Monaco Insta. I'm already like Jax. 14-0 covering Cupcake City. I told you the Eagles weren't going to do what they've done in the first three weeks. And that is why Twitter is king. Do not ever fire too early on the Twitter bird and feel like you're comfortable. Did fire on the Eagles live bet as well. All picks posted on Action Network. Very pedestrian day. On the platform, but the pod picks, which are the ones I research and I feel great about. We did. end with two wins, the Cowboys over the commanders, that was a minus three, all Cowboys. There was some sharp money on the commanders. I just didn't feel comfortable. I personally felt like we had the better defense, the better game plan, just from a personnel standpoint. When you have a quarterback like Cooper Rush, you have to play within a structure you're not going to have a playmaker like Lamar or Josh to go out and make a play for you. Cooper Rush continues to not turn the ball over and lets the defense do what they do. So we cash the Cowboys and I told you, wasn't pretty, wasn't glamorous, ugly, ugly way to get it done, but really never a doubt the L. The Raiders. And we took the public side. We knew the public was on it. I wasn't saying it was fixed, but I wasn't saying it wasn't in Vegas, Vegas out to win. And they just controlled the tempo. And this is a Raiders team that is certainly way better than one and three. And I mentioned that stat to you of six points was or less were the difference makers in the one through three weeks. So they weren't getting blown out. And the fourth straight week of six points or less Losing on a trend hadn't happened since the 50s. We knew that we were in a good position there. So we continue on the Monaco money meter, baby. We are up in the green, four picks. We go two, one, and one against the spread. We get into Monday Night Football here, and I feel really good about it, even though we're going against the public. And we're taking a team that nobody wants to back right now. But welcome to the world of betting on FanDuel. The line is the San Francisco 49ers now minus one and a half and minus 126 on the money line over under 42 and a half. We will with conviction, with confidence, and with ethos pathos locos. Take the center. Francisco, 49ers on the money line. Let's get into it. Look, this Super Bowl hangover for both teams, for both teams, is absolutely relevant. You look at what the Rams have been here through the first three weeks of football as we round out their month of September on October 3rd. And what do we really have to feel that great about? Everyone's pointing to the Niners and their inept offense from last week against the Broncos 11-10 out. I'll get into why I feel very confident in this Niners offense turning around. But if you're on the Rams tonight, you're backing a Stafford lad that has only four touchdowns and five interceptions on the year. Very Detroit Lions-esque if you will. now. This Rams offense, I don't think they've clicked yet. We've heard Colin talk about it. Allen Robinson, very pedestrian numbers. He's hit under every week. Cooper Cup, quiet game last week, 44 yards receiving against a Cardinals defense that isn't good. And the running game is inept, all right? They don't even know what they're doing with Cam Akers. He hasn't broken over 75 yards on the ground. And... Henderson isn't necessarily a home run so you look at the Rams offensive side of the ball here and you know what they are against the Niners head to head and they're absolutely owned by San Francisco let's get into it here the Rams who come in by the way just one and four going back to last year against the spread in their last five one and four Niners six and two in their last eight for what it's worth and they come in losing Six straight to the LA Rams. They're three and 10 against the spread in their last 13 against them. They're nine, 24 and one, dating back to 05. It's the worst record in division of any familiar foe head to head. And there's some serious food chain going on in the NFC West between Carroll McVay, Shanahan, and the new lad, Kingsbury. Now, the Niners. They come off a game where they turn the ball over three times. That's their 10th time since 2021 that they've done that. And that's not a recipe for success. The positive I take away from last week, watching the game in my eyes on the Broncos, by the way, is their defense is damn good. I mean, damn good. You know what you're backing tonight, and we got to lean under 42 and a half here. The Niners defense gives up the least amount of yards, 227. Rams are giving up 346, if you want to know. The Niners have the number one pass defense, the number two rush defense, and they're giving up the least amount of points per game in the NFL at 12.3. The Rams are giving up 11 more at 23.3 points per game. This isn't a Rams defense that I'm necessarily very... Nervous about. You have Donald. You have Ramsey. Outside of those two pieces, you could argue Bobby Wagner has not been what Von Miller already has through a month of the season in Buffalo. You have to look at this game. You have to. We have to take out what happened last week. You have to. If you're not menning, blacking it, and I'm not saying recency bias doesn't play a factor, but. If there's one thing we've learned, the Colts beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs crush the Bucs. The Dolphins, they beat the Bills. They can't beat the one and two Bengals. The Cardinals looked unwatchable. They come back to beat a very good defense last week in the Panthers. Ironic trend, by the way, that that I did do a deep dive on. So the Rams beat the Cardinals last week. They ran 35 fewer plays. 81 plays to 45. All right, the last time the Rams won with that kind of play disparity, not since 2003. So they didn't run a lot of plays last week. You also know who didn't run a lot of plays last week? Arizona Cardinals. Came in, caught a win off not running a lot of plays. And off of running a lot of plays, excuse me. And the Buffalo Bills messed that up a little who ran a lot of plays last week against the Dolphins. I believe they ran 90, came in, and they won. So Cardinals ran a lot of plays last week, won. Same thing with the Bills. And then you look at the team that didn't run a lot of plays, the Rams. And then on the other side would be the Dolphins, and they lost. Fun little trend there, but just something to keep your eyes on. A team that didn't have a ton of offensive continuity the week prior came in. Obviously, the Dolphins had a a few things going on, so you don't want to make a complete parallel. But in a divisional game at home where we have the better defense, and, and I did go back and look, you have to remember week 17 last year. Now, forget about the NFC Championship game. Where the Rams had to score literally 13 points in the fourth quarter, and the Niners had zero to win 20 to 17, and they win by three. 13 in the fourth, Jerry. Look at the game where the Niners ran them out of the building. All right. That game was 31-10 San Francisco. Stafford with two picks. Jimmy G with none. Don't worry about the run game. Trent Williams is out tonight. That hurts immensely. Immensely. But in that win, Elijah Mitchell only had 3.4 on the ground. In the loss, Jimmy G did have an interception. Stafford did have an interception. Nobody on both sides of the ball ran for more than 48. And Cup had the game of his life. 11 for 142 and two tugs. Jimmy G actually has a passer rating of 96 in his six career games against the Rams. But I look and I remember what happened in last year's week 17 where the more desperate team won, the team that needed to win, the Niners don't win, they don't get in. Right now, you argue the Niners, LWL, more desperate team tonight. Rams? Lost to the Bills week one, got away with a comeback against the Falcons, didn't cover. Ugly, ugly game against the Cardinals offense that, and we've heard some NFL media heads talk about it. Run around recess football by K1. What I'm getting at, just, just building an argument here, building a paragraph for you. We have a more desperate team at home with a better defense. And a team that has the other's number and add this element in the niners lost the nfc championship game last year watch this rams team who who they gave the game away to they gave the game away to and go on to win the super bowl and then this is their beer pong rebuttal game and the public for what it's worth is on the rams let's go to vegas insider Large, large amount of money is on the Rams. 64%. 64% loving the Rams on the spread and 76%. These are tickets. These are tickets are on the Rams on the money line. Now, spread... And money line in these instances, it's a one and a half point line. Don't look too much into that. But if 64% of the tickets and 76% of the tickets are on the Rams, it tells you that Vegas needs the Niners. Here's another interesting large discrepancy here. 70% of the bets are on the over. 87% of the money's on the under. What are we doing taking the over? 42 and a half. 42 and a half. This game's going over? No, it's going under, and the public is hitting the over, and the big money is coming in on the under. Trends wise, for the under, the total's gone under in four of the last five matchups between the Rams and the Niners. The total has gone under in seven of the last nine matchups. Four of the last five, seven of the last nine. You got the number one defense in the NFL and the 31st offense in the NFL on one side. And you have 17th and 17th, 20 points for, 23 points against for the Rams. This game screams under. I love the under. I love... The San Francisco 49ers. The Rams haven't covered in their last six against them. And the Niners are 5-0 and oh against the spread in their last five home games. I'm telling you, perfect spot for the Niners. Perfect spot. Jimmy G, a little bit of improved game plan. We saw the lip syncing last week with Shanahan, didn't like the play calling. It all goes out the window. If there's one prop I like, I do want to throw it out there. I love Debo to get in the end zone. I think Cup on receiving yards is a great play as well. He actually looks to become the first wide receiver, Cooper Cup, against the Niners since Roddy White in the OOs to get three straight over 100-yard reception outings. And he's coming out 44 yards last week. I think there's some... There's some good value in taking Cup tonight where they try to get him going. But I really love Debo. So, Debo, just two of seven targets for 14 receiving yards against the Bears. When they switched to Jimmy G, Debo's reeled in 10 of 14 targets for 117 receiving yards in the following two matchups against Seattle and Denver. And last year, Debo hit 50-plus receiving yards in 13 of the 16 regular season outings. So for me, Debo on 10 of 14 with 117 in the last two, they're going to look to get him going. Anytime tug at plus 120 is tasty, I'm absolutely firing on it. I like over four-and-a-half receptions. I I really do. And over 56-and-a-half, I mean, this might just be a Debo Samuel Knight. Rams defense is not the championship defense from last year's playoffs. And they're going to look to get their playmaker involved. I mean, they paid the man. So Debo props all day over receptions. Definitely gets in the end zone. Might as well slap in over 56 and a half. Baby units, breakfast money, utility bill money, baby. So we got the Niners in a big way. I feel great about it. Thank you for tuning in. Sports gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. Picks on Action Network. Posts on Moneyline Monaco. Shout out to you! Thank you for tuning in. As always, don't forget to hug your mothers. We'll see you for the best gambling show ever tomorrow. And as always, ta ta, real smooth. See you. Then. The volume.